Desta Aubinagan. Welcome to podcast number 52. Well, I'm recording this on a Tuesday evening, so I'm right on again this week. And if you listen, I'll be quiet a minute, you might not be able to hear it. But the Eglisel bell ringers are practicing tonight, and I can hear them coming through the window. I'll just be quiet for a minute. Huh, they've bloody stopped. Oh, well. No, they've stopped. Never mind. So, anyway, I hope you're all well, and uh, welcome to another podcast. As usual, life has been busy since I spoke to you last, and um, also we had our dear Jesse, our eldest grandson, he had his fourth birthday um, end of last week, so that was lovely to see you. And then Saturday, we went to Nick and Karen's wedding do. It was good to catch up with a few people we hadn't seen for a while and have good yarn. And then we got on to Sunday, which was a bit chaotic, to say the least. Um, Mabon, she had her first game of the season. She's now under 16s for Wade Bridge. And I think they're going to struggle this year, to be honest, with numbers, because they've had four or five players that have dropped out for one reason or another. And they've now gone up from nine aside to lemon aside. And they only managed to get 10 players on Sunday. And they was playing at home to Cold Rose who had the full 11 players on a bigger pitch now. But, um, yeah, you couldn't tell that they were a player short. And actually, Wade Bridge won 5-0. Uh, Maven was on the right wing again and actually did manage to score the fifth goal. So that was very good. Um, but it also clashed with the Martin Jennings memorial run. And for any of you that... Um, End in Cornwall and don't know what I'm on about. Um, this is a motorcycle ride. Uh, this year was the 36th year that it's been held. And it's um, all a load of bikers. We all meet up together in Truro. And um, then we do, I think it's about 100 miles um, on our bikes. And it's in memory of Martin Jennings, who um, he lost his life when he was competing in the Isle of Man Manx GP back in 1987 and also as well as him it is also in memory of other bikers that have lost their lives on Cornish roads so you get down there about half past eight nine o'clock and that gives you time you all give a donation as you um, turn up and then it gives you time to meet up with old friends and go around look at all the bikes because um, there's every different sort of bike you could imagine on there from little mopeds right the way up to blooming great arleys it is fantastic and then we start at 10 o'clock and the morning section is about 50 miles and they never tell you where you're going um i don't know why but they never do so it is always a kind of a surprise and um then you end up at cornwall services for dinner and you're there for about an hour again you mix and meet up with friends and again look at the bikes but it did go a bit wrong this year. You might have seen it in the press and that. Um, the trouble is, you got, like I say, you've got 1,400 bikes and uh, you get split up. So I think there was about 400 in one group and the rest, there, they was in a gap behind. And I think from what I've heard, um, it just happened that one of the ones that was in the front of the, the rest of the group when they got to near Cornwall services, he wasn't intending to do the ride anyway, so he peeled off. <laughs> of course, about a thousand bikes following. 
So a big majority of the ride that should have done 50 miles in the morning, they only did about 17. And we was up watching Maben playing football. And I said to Beth, oh, here come the bikes. And you could hear them coming. It's brilliant. But I thought, well, that didn't sound like the number I was expecting. And, of course, that was the reason. So um, that did, did go a bit wrong. But in the afternoon, the route is always the same. So we start off, go down the Red Roof Camborne Bypass, in through Camborne, and then we get to the village of Beacon, where we all get off our bikes. We go to the square there, and David, that organises the ride, he'll just give a little speech. And then we have a minute silence for Martin and for all those that have lost their lives on the roads, on their bikes, which is quite a moving uh, moment, as you can imagine. And then we head off to Elston, and then we go right the way through Falmouth and end up at Falmouth Rugby Club. And I tell you, that second half of the ride in the afternoon, it is brilliant because everybody knows you're coming, and it's always the same time every year. And the numbers, there's thousands of people. It is a fantastic experience. You're going down the bypass, they mow on the flyovers, which is brilliant. And then you're going along the country lanes, and they're in their deck chairs by their cars, waving it on. And then when you go in Camborne, Beacon and Falmouth, the streets is just lined with people. Little kids standing on the side, giving the high fives. It is proper, really. It is very good. Very, very touching. And I say, when you get to the rugby club, you meet up with your mates again. And I did meet up. It was good with Kerry and Steve Curfew because I was going to ride down with them in the morning. They said about meeting up at the showground and we all ride down together. Well, of course, then because I had Maven's football, you know, I said I'll meet up later. So it was good to meet up with they too. But um, yeah, so with me, it did go a bit wrong because I thought they'd be leaving two o'clock. and. I was getting there, well, between quarter and ten to two, and I just caught the tail end of them. They was gone, and I was going down the um, the A30 the other way, so I had to go and turn around and catch up. But um, well, it was a fantastic day, and like I say, it was it raises money every year, and this year it was um, raising money for the Stroke Association, and I know that um, when I looked last. Um, it had raised over £7,500 for the Stroke Association, which is fantastic. So then when that was all finished, I um, I left and seeing I was down Falmouth, I did whip over to Elston to see me cousin Susan uh, for a little while before I headed back home. But um, fantastic day. Weather was good. Everything was fine. Anyway, that's enough of me. Um, I'm now going to Hand over to Terry, Terry Hewitt, for the second part of his interview. And I know there's a lovely response to the first part last week, some lovely comments. So I'll now go over to the second part of the interview with Terry, and then I'll speak to you again. I'll round it all off directly. So here goes. So I expect you saw quite a few changes with farming, didn't he, over oh, the years? Oh, yes. We had horses and carts back then. Yeah. And mangles and sugar oh. bait and yeah, you know, and turnips and all that sort of thing. Kale. We used to cut kale for the bullocks and that. Right. And on a Sunday, 
The Saturday, the carts would be loaded and put on a bit of a bank in the field. The horses wouldn't come out on a Sunday. All right. You had to pull the cart on yourself. Oh, no. You couldn't just have them all here because they muck grass right yeah. up. You'd have to pull them down there and have out oh, some Christ. down there as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we had the binder with horses in, yeah. three horses. We used to put the colt in the middle. Right. The training for yeah. to go on the outside. Yeah. We had two binders. One a left hand cut, another right hand cut for the banks and yeah. hills. So then um, we used to have blue cards from the school to go to pick teddies for other farmers. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you maybe send up, well, we might be sent up Bernier to pick teddies. I see. Or up to Gordon or over, you know, any, you could be sent anywhere. Yeah. Two or three boys together. I see. And off you go. Go off and pick teddies for them. I don't know if we ever got paid for it or the school got paid for it. No. I, I ain't sure about no. that. And I know you said about you used to go down dump, finding bits to make bikes and that. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yes, right. You used to go down there and see if we could find. Sometimes you'd go down there and find a frame with the handlebars and the seat and the brakes and all there with no oh. wheels. All right. Where, where would this dump be to then? Which one was Down Bradford's Cave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Down there, we used to get down there and have a look around. And we know the old chap that was there. It was Jack Parkin. Right. That's Clifford's brother. Clifford oh, Parkin. I remember brother. Clifford, yes. And yeah. uh, we said, I can find a wheel with a tire or something on, put it against the fence, and we'll pick it up after school. Oh, big day. So sometimes you get in there, be a wheel down there, a front wheel. <laughs> So when we go, take the tire off, see how many punchers is in them, yeah. and mend the puncher. It go, damn you got a front wheel now. Yeah. And uh, then you, looking around yourself, you may find a back wheel. Yeah. You may find a crank or pedal or something. And, uh, yeah, we fitted this bike up. But the crank on the left-hand side would go halfway around. Oh. And it wouldn't come like that. So... One Saturday morning, father was going out with the lorries. I said, oh, I'll come down. If I come down by Abbas 8, he'd be nearly loaded. Yeah. So when I got down there, I thought, Tammy, Jack Collins is in the workshop behind. Yeah. But they used to do up Fergies and oh, massive right. Fergies, they did. Yeah. And Jack Collins was in there. I, I said, could you drop a drop of weld in there to keep that one, you know, right? Yeah. He said, I'll do that for you, boy. And um, off I went with Father, and I thought, damn it, we're late coming back. And shut up, past 12. And this is gone one o'clock. I thought, damn it, bike's shut in now, I suppose. Yeah. So uh, go back, and the bike's outside his workshop. Oh. All done. Oh, beauty. Brilliant. Yeah, beauty. Father was home one day, and um, Mother said, uh, Father um, is working on tonight. He said, you wouldn't take your tea, his tea down in the flask. I said, all right. So I said, what's it doing? He said, I'm loading a flower boat. Right. Oh, I said, yeah, spring tides, and the ship would come right up, level with the, the store like, well, Joseph Ranks. Yeah. And uh, there'd be 10 or 15 men bringing these bags in west of England's. Oh, hell of a great store it was, and he was stacking about 25 high. When they ate him off her back, that'd be it. 
it yeah. was it was there. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. They had a yellow lorry. They did right down on the quay. There was Comer farmers. They had three or four lorries. Father's side, they got three red ones. Then there was Joseph Frank with the yellow one. And WCA was down a bit further down. Mr. Chidgey's, you ever remember Mr. Oh, Chidgey? Yeah. He had the red lorries down there. Right. Sheldon Luke used to drive one of the lorries. Oh, right. And then a little bit further down, there was three brothers, Wills' brothers, right. had cattle lorries. Oh, right. Yeah, three lorries they had. Two lorries would go out every day and one would stay back and mend the tailboard or I see. Something or other gone wrong inside. Yeah. And he would be down there filling that up. Yeah, because I know talking to Tarro, you confirm it out busy. Bradford's key was really, oh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the dust cart sound was the ones that they shoved up over the tops. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah, shut right in like. Yeah, I was down there one day and... Um, I fell down and cut my leg. Right. On a jug. Oh, hell of a big cut was here. Oh. So he's walking home. I said to George, I said, look at that, look. I said, just like a shuffling rod. In there. Yeah. The blood oh. was oozing out. Came down my leg and my shoe. Oh, boot was full of blood. And I walked home from down, nearly up the Dave, and Red Orworth come down around the corner. He right. was courting Joyce at the time, I think. Yeah. And he picked me up and carried me home. I was in on the settee. And Mother said, I can't hold him down. So mm-hmm. Dr. Gunn well, And um, George's mother come down and held me down on the settee to oh. him stitched. Oh, hey. So he put the needle in and pulled him through and pulled him through right through. Oh. So he had to go through again. Oh, no. He stitched it up. And that was hell of a great cut to us. Yeah. I could see me bone in her game oh. too through. Oh, God. Yeah. So that was that. Yeah. yeah. And then you said about you used to go camping, used to make, or used to make camps, was it? Oh, up? yeah. Go down to Ranger Villain and make a camp with bits of uh, branches like and sweep the thing out and have sticks and bend over and and make bows and arrows. And, oh, Yeah. Then on the way home from school, we used to go up through the camps and that. And uh, this woman shouted to me one day. She said, could you bring home my guardian? Right. I said, well, oh, yeah, I can do. According to me, for the paper. And I thought, damn it, I don't know her name. I said, well, she lives up camp. Oh, that's Daisy Laurie. Yeah. So I carried her. Guardian up for, well, 12 months or more, I said. Yeah. And um, I said to her, I said, at this holiday time, I shan't be in town. Well, no. she said, that's all right. So I'd done that for about 12 months, carried her guardian up. Get away. Yeah. Yeah, there was about 12, 12 camps up there. My yeah. brother Rolf lived in one. Right. Marjorie Jago lived in one. Uh, Peter Dixon and his mother lived in one. Oh, yeah. Was it go? Sammy Richards, he lived in one. Right. Bill Fleet lived in one. Coffee. Sylvia Hamilton lived in one. The two lots of Burtons lived in them. Oh, real old names oh, there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Boy Pryor. Yeah, and there's uh, Mrs. Hooper. Did he play any sport at all then or no? Oh, yeah. We 
me and Roger, uh, me and Old Manier, we used to play for some Inver. Oh, right. We used to go out there and play football. Yeah. Alan Champ and Gerald Sandercock, the Boy Bosleys, Colin Burnt. Cool. Oh, yeah, gang of us out there. Good old gang. Yeah. Then that folded up and we came in and played for Weybridge Miners oh, in yeah. Weybridge here. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Warren was one of them. Yeah. Um, well, Colin Bunt and well, pretty many, I can't name them all. Yeah. Go but on. then uh, I was on the farm and after football, you had to go back to the yard work. And oh. so I packed up the football a bit. Yeah. Because they would finish their football, then they'd all land up, then fish up and yeah. then go pictures or something. Yeah. And... I was up yard work, do the cows and calves and yeah, do all that sort of thing. Did he work every day then? Do you have days off during the weekend or no? We used to work all day Saturdays when I started up at Bernier. Yeah. All day Saturday you had Sunday off. Uh, right. But somebody had to come do the yard work. Yeah, exactly. Whoever it was. Yeah. So maybe our wife was in the cow, he done the cowman. Right. He had 30 odd cows to bring in and let the calves come down and suck. Right. And feed all the other bullocks. Winter time, just hell of a busy job. Yeah. Carrying mangles to them and chopping mangles. Yeah. Cutting out hay from a rack. <laughs> Twin bales then. You had to go to the rick with a knife. I get it. And cut out a great yeah. slab and carry it on your back. And the bales then was put through with a wire. Oh, right. Wire ones. Yeah. But then it come to string after. So. so when you met Audrey then, she went, where did she come from originally? Down the lizard. Down the lizard, right, yeah. yeah. So she come up from the lizard to Porton Farm. Right. And um, she come into Weybridge one night and George and I went down to the uh, British Legion to see the dancing classes so we goes in dancing classes right and there were several maids you know this side and all the boys this side and these two girls was there we thought you know we haven't yeah. seen they before <laughs> so need a singer she got us out get in dance somewhere yeah. so I picked Audrey and George picked Marion we danced around and then after dancing all we uh they two went up, came up through the street, and we two was following. Yeah. And George shouted out, getting pictures Saturday night. And one of them must have said yes. Right. So we met him on the outside cozies and went pictures. Cool. And we, well, we went on then for several years and that. And, uh, well, 57, I think, really met Audrey. Yeah. And, um, Oh, he got married. Yeah. Up White Cross Chapel. Yeah. So going back to where things changed a bit, um, we was talking like you had Orkey's Garage mm-hmm. and then you had the Legion, yeah. British Legion. Then there was a door between the Legion and Mrs. Welsh's shop. Right. You went down over several steps and he was looking right out to the sea. Oh, yeah. Looking right out to the... To the river. Yeah, yeah. so... You go in there and oh, there's 10 or 14 boys, I suppose, from the school, 
all to their deaths. Yeah. And he'll say, we're going to make a scissor rack today. I said, bit of wood about this long. And you want to cut out like a half inch there and a quarter inch there and an eighth of an inch there and an inch, inch and a half there. So you've got this bit of wood about this big and you plane it down to so that yeah. and you cut out your joints and you have your chisel and knock the pieces out. Well, if you was a bit rough, like you'd knock the damn end off or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Who, who was your teacher there then? Johnny Alfers, he was called. Oh, right. From Bobman. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. That was Wednesday afternoons, that was. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the Mrs. Welsh's um, place. Yeah. And like I said, when I was um, younger, you then had Stan Brenton's chip shop. Was there anything there then? Or well, not? Ronnie Williams had that as a furniture shop. Oh, did it really? Yeah, he had that as a furniture shop. Yeah. And on the way back, going back past the chapel, he had a paint shop and paper shop there. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah. And then... When I was young again, it was Alky's garage further on again. Yeah. It was was that like that then, was it? Or when you come down to school hill, yeah. the garage was looking right at it. Right at it, that's right. Yeah. And you could see the cars. And if you went down around like that, yeah. it was down there doing the wheelwrights down the bottom. Oh yeah. Men putting bonds on and on old cartwheels and wagon wheels. Yeah. Mr. Arsburn was one of the chaps down there. Right. And the buses used to be lined up back at, that way, like. I get it. And when they want a bus, out he come and come down to your where your doorway was and fill yeah. up with petrol there. Yeah. Yeah. Because, am I right, was it Wally Din's father used to work over the petrol? Was it Nizan Din or something, was he called? Can you remember? Yeah. Yes. My father learned he to drive. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Cinnamon, he was called. Oh, right. Cinnamon. He used to lodge with Ern Bishop. Right. Over Nangart. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Bishop, he was the postman. Right, I see. Yeah. And he used to come to our place in the morning before I went work. He'd done old Bradford's key. And Javillan, he'd be in our place for seven o'clock. Get away. On a bike. Yeah. And he said to me one day, he said, can you carry Bernier post up? I said, yeah, I can do that. See if he drive it, because that's yeah. a long road up. It is, isn't so it? then he'd go to Gordon and Amble and to Weather and oh, he'd I be see. gone. And he'd be back post office for most of them men mm, yeah. on a bike. And um, I carried the post up for several weeks and John Minnick stopped it. Oh, did I? Not oh. to carry my post. Oh, I see. So he had to take it. He used to come to our place for a cup of tea in the morning, seven o'clock. Yeah. We used to start after, after that. We used to start seven o'clock up for him. Yeah. Well, then it got colder to eight. Yeah. And then it got eight o'clock. Just <laughs> <laughs> different times. Yeah. Then we worked all Saturdays. And then it come in that we could have Saturday afternoons off. Right. Well, then we'd all go Weybridge and have an haircut or something. Yeah. You've got Frank Salmon's in the damn place before. Oh, was it right? And there was, uh, what was it called? Lawson Coombs in there oh, yeah. with his radio and a Pekingese dog on his lap. <laughs> and he'd have radio going, well, it'd be five o'clock before you go home. Yeah. There'd be all these men <laughs> Saturday afternoon, they'd have yeah. an haircut. Yeah. God. Well, then... Um, 
we used to go Tommy Atkins as ever air cut. Right. And um, we finished in, in there because he, he started all about cadets, army cadets. Right. So I said to Roger Brooks and Owen Manier one day, I said, up there, up Drillo, I said, they um, had guns and all that and fire at targets and that. Do them? I said, yeah. He said, we'll go up. Right. So we three went up and uh, damn it, we was firing these guns at targets and all. We thought this is damn good. <laughs> so we went for a week or two and they said, uh, next week we measure them for uniform. Oh, hell, we thought. Hell, uniform. We thought, bugger, maybe we'd be in the bloody <laughs> army before we know it. Uh, yeah, so we packed that up. We, yeah. Then we didn't go... At, uh, down there, that very aircraft, we went Frank Salmon's. <laughs> we went Frank Salmon's. Was National Service still in them when you Yeah, was, it was. Did you have to? Uh, no, or? I got exempt from on the farm. Ah, of course, yeah. 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 Yeah, I was up in there when we had the big fire up there. Oh, right. Up in there. Burnt all the sheds down, all the corn, oh. and the thrashing set, and burnt a lot, tractor and all. Oh, burnt God. a lot. And all the sheaves that one really burnt, he went away and he bought 200 pigs. Right. And we carried all this stuff out in the fields and that. The pigs was eating ends of the corn. And, I see. Yeah. yeah. What about shops in town? Was there like, you know, we had Lang's chip shop on the corner there by the level crossing. Yeah. Was chip shop, was Doug Lang up and running then? Or oh, no? yeah. He had, he had three shops, I think. Yeah. He had one, well, the bank was here, Bartley's bank was here. That yeah. cross road was used as bakery. Right. Then Lang's had a shop there. Yeah. Then there was Tommy Atkins. Then there was Butcher Lockout. Oh, right, yeah. Then there was International, no, yeah, Internationals. Yeah. Then there was Bob Marsh down that end. Oh, Then yeah. there was the bank again. That's right. Then coming up the other side was um, the Molesworth, um, Bridge On, no, uh, um, Swan. Swan, yeah. And um, Tremaine and Colligate's that side. Right. Then Mr. Biggs, he used to sell tobacco. Well, there's Clara Shopper at the minute now, isn't there? Ah, oh, yes, of course, yeah. And then you had The Gap, and then you had Wills's Warehouse, did he? That's right, yeah. Who's uh, have the wagon there, Mr. Cornish? Old oh. man Cornish used to have a wagon horse and pull around parcels from there. And if you go down in that lane to look at Glamble's, Glamble's in front of me. That's right. Come back a bit. Instead of getting up Canvas Hill, there's a granite post. He used to tie his pony up against oh. that granite post. Yeah. Then there was Mrs. Burton's on the corner before he went up Canvas Hill. Yeah. Mrs. Burton's. Then there was Burridge's over the road. Roofy Goodfellow. Mrs. Mitchell, she used to sell pasties out of a little cubby hole. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was there much up Chapel Lane then or no? Could... No, there was nothing up no, there. No, just cottages up there. Cottages. Yeah. That's where the Fulfords used to live up that way. That's right, yeah. Brian Fulford and I. And then you're down on the plat then. Yeah. What what was the big place? And we're like, the news agents was like, because when I was young, that was a co-op next to Bridge On there. 
Oh, that was the co-op. It was then. Yeah, yeah. back then. We bought some furniture then, years ago there. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. And as you passed the town hall, there was four little cottages then. Oh, right. Along. And in behind that, Cleves had a garage in behind that. Yeah. Then there was Cozy Wills then. Yes, that's right. He, he was the quickest man to sell sweets in your life, he was. Oh, get away. Uh, and across the road, then, little shop was Butcher Eddie. Oh, yeah. What's that do with Jeff Eddie then? Yeah, what? Jeff Eddie and his father. His father, yeah. Yeah. And then Hamilton House, would it be then? What would? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Then, then there was Mrs. Serbel. Right. And then uh, to Shaw's shop, when that Shaw's on the corner where they sell carpets now. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, see, on the Platzi, there was Weeks's garage. Yeah. Then there was a big courtyard there. That's where they used to have Christmas markets then. Oh, right. Opposite the town hall, great big square, big place in behind. Across the road. Yeah, I get it, yeah. And they used to take a bullock around and show the bullocks and all the veg and all that was being the town hall, that was. Yeah. Of course, market day was on a Monday, wasn't it? On a Monday, Because I always yeah. remember I'd be lying in bed up Glen Road and you'd hear the cattle and you'd think, oh, yeah, Monday, yeah. Yeah. So that's all gone now. But, uh, all gone. Busy market, was that? Oh, there? yeah. Hang yeah. on a busy market. Yeah, Mr. Bibbax would be down there selling bullocks. Yeah, of course, he was auctioneer, wasn't he? He was auctioneer. Yeah. Yeah, we used to take bullocks and we used to take them by the road, take them down. So you get out the end of the road and turn to go, and Wills's party be coming up over the brow with oh, right. their bullocks. Oh, I So now you've got to whack on now and get <laughs> downtown before they get down there as well. <laughs> yeah, there'd be three or four of us taking them down. Then when we get in market, John would say, you go back and do so-and-so, you so-and-so, you so-and-so. Right. So you walk back across Potter Fields, up, across the field into Javillan and up over the big steep hill yeah. up to the farm that way. Well, first of all, you have your crib. Yeah. You have my crib yet. No. <laughs> so you have your crib and perhaps you've gone Owen Mangles or you've gone Pearing Edge or something or yeah. cutting out a piece for the barn or come in. There's the old horses. See, you had to cut a hell of a great piece for the horses to come in with the barn or. Yeah. And you had a barn they all up and put yeah. it outside the edge. Tom, you take a paw off from this side and taking around and putting on there and yeah. take the two wheels off and wind the main wheel up. You know, just proper conformance. Like yeah, Tom, exactly. got three horses there to yeah. put in. <laughs> going down, when we was at school, that was our cross-country course. We'd be sent down Gumvina, down Bradford's Quay, and then up through Trevillan and that. Yeah. That was... Uh, Across the fields, that was our cross-country course, that yeah. was. Yeah, I've seen them coming in through, uh, bowling in through. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen them run in through there before. Some walking, yeah. some didn't care a bit if I got oh. across or not. <laughs> then I got there and there was a teacher up this end. Ah, I see, yeah. And, come on, come on. Yeah. All just good days. Yeah. We, had, we had lovely childhood, we did. What about doctors in Weybridge and was there... Because we got two now. we got Weybridge and Port Isaac. Yeah. We're Dr. Gunn, Dr. Askins, yeah. Dr. Brown, oh, Nurse right. Brown. She was coming around on a bike, or did. Right. And tend to anything. Like one of them's having a baby or whatever. Yeah. She, you know, a lovely person. 
Yeah. And if you wanted the doctor phone, Mr. Pano across the road is the only one that had a phone. Oh, was he? Yeah. 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 I don't know if Mr. Rolson had a phone or no. I don't know. No. Yeah. If, if you was at a holiday from school, Mr. Rolston would say, are you all right to thrash tomorrow? Oh, big day. And he'd have one little day thrashed. Yeah. From a big day. No. But you'd be there doing what you had to do. And Mrs. would come out with a basket like that with pasties and the gravy would burn your oh, damn hand. Get away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, lovely people they were. Yeah. Yeah. What, what real stones was that then? Tiggy Rolston. I yeah. remember your father coming up with Sam. That's right. And they two, Tiggy Rolston there and Sam there and your father beside of them. Get away. Yeah. Yeah. And he had about 18 cows. They'd be in the yard there. It just finished milking. God, booty. Yeah. Because yeah. Sam Rolston was father's uncle by marriage because he married Lillian or Lily uh, um, Hodge. Right. And they lived there in, in Glen Road, like, you know. Yeah. So it was a tie-up with Sam. And you were saying you used to go cinema on Saturday afternoons, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Right. We had to pay samples to go. Right. And Marjorie Burton used to be one of the shore inns. I get it. Yeah. yeah. And we'd sit down in the front seat. There'd be uh, a cowboy on. There'd be, um, what like was it called? John Wayne or something like no, that? Or no, before he. Oh, before he. Oh, I... Trigger and uh, oh. Gabby Ains and, yeah, we'd be in there till five o'clock. Right. And we hide down behind the seat. Thinking that they won't see where we see the next film. <laughs> yeah. Did it get caught or no? Oh, yeah. They come <laughs> down with their torch. Ah. Yeah. Then we come out and well, perhaps when we had strappings or four buns, we'd go and have a few, few chips in a corner packet. Ah, right. Fill up with, uh, and let the vinegar run out the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you'd have a nice bag of chips or four pence. Yeah. Cool, booty. Fills and chips in there, nice 20, 20 quid. Was that Lang's then, was it? Yeah, Lang's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, changed them up. Oh. God. Yeah. I remember paying for that bike. Yeah. I had a five pound note. He's a blue yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Blue yeah. one. Well, thank you very much, Ter. It has been brilliant this afternoon. So, if you'd like to say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye and thank you very much. Proper job. All the best, Dave. Lovely. Thank you, Matt. Lovely. Thank you. Well, there we go. Wasn't that brilliant? I hope you enjoyed it. Um, obviously, I've had a few people the last few weeks talking about farming and everything. So I thought for me Cornish word of the week, I'll do the, the Cornish word for farmer, which is tiek. Tiek. So there we go. And for me, Cornish dialect, um, I thought that the word I'd use, I don't know if you remember earlier on, I think it was in the last episode, not today, the last week, you can hear it, uh, you can listen back if you haven't heard it yet. And um, Tara was talking about Ave and Clara up on the pony. So I thought me, me Cornish dialect for word for the week would be Ave, which I think comes from if you heave something, you throw something, you heave something. So, um, like he said, he had to heave Clara on the pony or in 
going up Camberon Hill, they aved more coal on for the steam. So um, I think that'll be my Cornish dialect for this week, ave. So there we go. Right, well, I think I'll round off there. Another week has gone by and um, I think I'm all sorted. So I'll speak to you again next week and I hope you have a good rest of the week. Wish you well. Do Guinness. Kernobis Svekan.